the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. All right, here we go. Welcome to the lunchtime. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It is one. It is Friday afternoon. What time is it? 12.06. And you are uh, in the Ocean State. You're tuned to AM 1380. And also 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everybody also that is in. How about a nice thumbs up if you are uh, listening or watching, I should say, our live stream. We have it. There I am. There's Anne-Marie. Anna, I should say. To um, <clears throat> to uh, AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. And then the Facebook page where we have the live stream going, which is John DePietro Show. And I recognize everybody's not on Facebook. That, but that's why we have the radio for crying out loud. Now, remember, you can always visit the website. You can, yes, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. You just click it in, and there it is. Look at that. And, folks, don't forget, right at the top, you click on Listen Live. Oh, click that Listen Live button, and boom, you can listen anywhere. People listen to other states, other countries. It is incredible. You can also, uh, if you scroll down a little bit, you see on, they call it the... Um, the dashboard, Meet John DePietro Radio Show. If you ever miss an episode, you click on Radio Show. And the great Jeff Camacho, we have everything in cate- uh, uh, library fashion. We also have the shop. We have the new uh, Juan mugs that are there if you're a supporter of the program. Many people say, you know, I'd like to support the program. I'd like to support the show. I'd like what you have to say. I like how you back the police. I like how you freely admit you voted for President Trump. I like how you say we have to reel in the fact that they want to steal our elections from us. And I want to support the show. Well, folks, you can buy a nice Juan mug right there. Uh, The coffee will taste even better. Now, also, if you want to advertise on the program or contact me or they're both right there. I'm holding them up, actually, to the screen. See? Advertise contact. And by the way, if you want to advertise and then you change your mind and, and you're not going to, just tell me. <laughs> Instead of people that, that I keep tracking down to get radio silence for a blanking month. And remember, folks, you can always uh, you can support real news. Support DePetro.com. There it is. You've heard of Dorothy and the Yellow Brick, Yellow Brick Road right there. Let's see a thumbs up on Facebook. There's Mike Cunningham right at the top of the website. You can be a monthly supporter of the program. So there you have it. All right, folks. Now, very important. Those that are tuning in can see Juan is uh, back in the studio. And um, you can call in. Yes, we're going to take calls for the next two hours. 766-1380. What's the phone number? 401-766-1380. Tribute to Roy Masters coming up at 1230 with my sister Rosemary DiPietro, who uh, had told me about Roy Masters many years ago. He has passed away at age 93. Listen, regardless of your views on the, the guy was very entertaining on the radio. million times better than Pork Boy Cackle, Fat Allen, any of those clowns. Roy Masters tribute coming up at 1230. In the meantime, though, phone lines are open. 401-766-1380. First time callers, welcome. Right now it's 1209. Maybe you are in the car and you have stumbled upon Juan on AM 1380 or the 99.9 FM. You could call into the program. I'm going to be pretty open with the topics on this Friday afternoon, as you can tell. Juan's in uh, very good spirits. Um... I see that there's a, a tweet from one member of the squad that I'm going to get to in a moment. But again, the phone number to call in. I'd like to talk to many of you. Maybe, maybe you just want to say hello. 
maybe, hello, maybe you want to just talk about the mask situation, which is, by the way, is ridiculous. Uh, they should be lifting the mask mandate. I love, I played it last hour. That mother that went in front of the school board and said, this is ridiculous with these little five and six year old children. Folks, all the lies that were told, the kids on lockdown. And she's right. We are. We are so fortunate that this, the, uh, well, President Trump calls it the China virus, but the coronavirus that was, I believe it was created in a lab in Wuhan. Hi there, Kimberly. They, um, they geared it more for adults. The people that created that, and there's, to me, there's no question it, it was, I think, created. Just as they kind of explained, uh, using a bat, bat to animal to human, much like in the movie Contagion. I think that is what happened. But, folks, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that this portion of our program is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, they're open seven days a week. When are they closed? They're not. I just said they're open seven days a week. That's right. Tonight will be uh, Juan After Dark on Facebook. It's a Friday night shots. Uh, but for, let's let's talk. Let's live here and now, folks. Focus. Juan, Focus. Here and now, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron right off of Route 4. Why not take a ride? That's what I would do. If I was in the car today or tomorrow, I would go to PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. I would pick out some nice, they have some nice potted tomatoes. They also, um, by the way, have some uh, uh, geranium hangers and they have some geranium pots. And I would just get a couple and say, hey, by the way, hanging in patience bags. I would say, I am. I listen to Juan. He talks about you. Thank you for supporting the program. That's what, but see, that's me. That's what I would do. Juan is old school. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's a chance to shop local and visit Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. You can also find them on Facebook, Kathy Santos. You can. So, folks, also, as I mentioned, uh, the website, petro.com, which we will have some new postings going up over the weekend. Of course, exclusive information. You know, we do the stories that no one else does. There is a local member of Black Lives Matter. She's a state senator. She wants to abolish the police. She wants to defund the police. And the rest of the media ignores her. We don't ignore her. We hold her accountable. But... Uh, log on at the website to Petro.com, which is brought to you by Gilmore Furniture. Now, today is a sunny day. Tomorrow it's going to be sunny. Maybe you're going to be out and about. You know what would look nice in your home? New furniture from, wait for it, Gilmore Furniture, 1590 Post Road in Warwick, right across from where Ann and Hope used to be. It's Gilmore Furniture, where they have beautiful recliners and sofas, mattresses. How'd you sleep last night? When's the last time you got a new mattress? Who was president? LBJ was the president the last time you got a new mattress. Folks, get a new mattress at Gilmore Furniture. 737-0100. Did I mention up to five years interest-free financing? Stop in and see Steve. He's a local furniture store, Cunningham. This Chris Moran. Gilmore Furniture. By the way, I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live from Gilmore Furniture because I want everyone to just pop in. You know, browse around. Why not? 
He's uh, terrific. Say hi to Steve. You can call him at 737-0100 at Gimlin Furniture. I want to pull up the tweet from the um, from the member of the squad. Now, I just saw Kathy Gregg just tweeted out, controversial statehouse insider quietly leaves uh, 167000 a year political appointment. Story coming. Now, I'm going to guess that that is Frank Montanaro. It is Frank Montanaro. There it is. I know it was him. That's right, Matty Allo's right-hand guy. And what is the, is this the job that he got at Ripta? Um, ugh, I'm not a, are you kidding me? They won't let me? Ugh, all right, hold on. I want to just quickly read this story. Uh, hold on, everybody. Bear with Juan. You can call in. 766-1380. 766-1380. I thought it would be fun to take some phone calls. On this Friday afternoon, where are you? Uh, hold on. Nope, that's not it. Oh, come on. I just saw it. Where's the... She's got the story. Oh, now this is going to annoy me. All right, well, he got a new... I knew that he was... They were trying to get him a job with Ripta. And it. it can the guy ever... Quietly leaves the poli- a year political appointment. Can 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 he ever just get a? Ju- oh, I can't pull it up. Let me try it on the iPad. Now this is annoying me. Here I am. I'm trying to plug the stupid. I don't want to say that. I like Kathy Gregg. I respect her a lot. You know, I had put out. I thought he was up for a job with the um at with Ripta. But, all right, well, we'll get to it in a moment. Let me get back to um, where we are with the, the whole thing with the squad and the member of the squad that uh, tweeted out something. You know, again, folks, this shooting that happened in Columbus, Ohio, I, 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 one thing I know is that the police officer acted very quickly. It was a split-second decision. He did save a life, by the way. Uh, not that you would, you know, anyone would acknowledge him for that but he he did in fact uh save a save a life as he was jumping in in a, a very dangerous situation regarding the you know you get called there's someone that has a knife he exercises that has to jump into action and and now the the defense is suddenly that um well you know he uh the knife fights are very common and the the police were called in there to immediately try to handle um, a very dangerous situation. And by the way, just recently, a 13-year-old, a 13-year-old was arrested for murdering another child with a knife, by the way. So th- this whole business that somehow... Uh, the police were, there's no, you know, when we've been seeing this, there's no accountability regarding uh, how just general behavior, behavior of children. No one, they don't seem to have any concern over the fact that we, we were the parents. Why, why does, in fact, the girl even have a knife in her hands, right? Why, why is she even... Why do they have a knife? And the same thing goes for the the situation with the the 13-year-old with the gun. There doesn't there doesn't seem to be any accountability 
from the parents of why, how is that person ending up in that situation in, in the first place? So, all right, let me read her um, tweet that I just saw. Of course, you know, misleading. Uh, of course, obviously, also Mia Kia's TikTok video show her childhood and joy, her smile at the end. It's maddening to see so many people strip away the fact that a child was killed. We cannot be a society that justifies the killing of a child. Listen, that, quote, child should not have had a steak knife in their hand, period. So this whole business of, of age, and they ignore the fact that someone, uh, a, a 13-year-old, had stabbed and killed another child just in the past, you know, uh, I think just in the past week or so. So, but folks, again, um, right now it's 1219 on this Friday. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program. Now, listen, you want to improve your home. And uh, one way to do it is how is the paving outside of your home? I want to you encourage you to pick up the phone and call our friend at J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, residential, commercial, seal-coating patios, letter J, J. Perry Paving. They have um, specialized, again, commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios. They offer a free estimate. Have you been thinking of paving? Maybe you're a landlord or a business owner, and you've been thinking about paving your driveway. Or maybe you uh, just have been thinking about having your driveway paved or your patio. Call J, letter J, J. Perry Paving today at 732-1730. 401-732-1730. Look for them also on Facebook, J. Perry Paving. Benefits of an asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. Affordable Smooth and safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. And remember, asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving. I'm going to hold up a photo on our Facebook live stream, John DePietro Show on Facebook Live. Look how beautiful that, that driveway is. And if you're a veteran or your parents are a veteran, maybe your grandparents, contact J. Perry Paving. No one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. And, you know, maybe the inside of your house looks nice, but how about the outside? At least call for the free quote, 732-1730-401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 1221. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, you can call in. We are taking calls this hour. At 401-766-1380. And we'll do a little bit of like an open line Friday. If you have a thought about the protesters, if you have a thought about Black Lives Matter that is uh, starting to really, I think, come under fire. If you are upset, if you want to defend the police, which I encourage you to do. If you are listening right now, it doesn't have to be my show. But any talk show, if you are married to a police officer or your brother or sister is a police officer or your mother, father or grandparents or an uncle or a friend, 
anyone that is listening right now, it's 1222, it's Friday afternoon, and maybe you're listening on either AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. I want to encourage you that over the weeks ahead, if you're ever like driving around and you hear any talk show, whether it's here or down the dial or regardless, you know, you have an opportunity right there to pick up the phone and maybe you've never called before, but just say, hey, listen, I want to call because I back the blue and I think we should support our police. They're in a very difficult job. You know, there's there's different rules that go along with policing. And one of the rules is you're, you're not supposed you're supposed to. That's the way we've created it. You're supposed to comply. If you're riding, when you get your license, one of the things that you get your license that they that you agree to, by the way, is rules of the road. You're driving. You were given a driver's license, which, by the way, is a privilege. Hear me out. But you're riding along. If you see a fire engine coming or a rescue with their light, you are supposed to pull over. If a police officer wants to pull you over, you are supposed to be pulled. You are supposed to pull over. And the same thing, you know, if you're ever in the the car in the morning or in the afternoon when you see a, a school bus, there are certain rules of the road. Now, you have people now that, no, I don't stop for cops. I don't stop for school. No, I'm stopping for an ambulance. If I'm driving and some stupid cop is trying, you know, and you have Black Lives Matter and others telling people not to pull over. Excuse me, you're violating the rules of the road that you agreed to obey, right, Anna Marie? When you got your license, you agreed to follow those rules of the road. But we have people that are just breaking off. Now, what is absolutely ridiculous, folks, were these people on CNN and other places saying that somehow, you know, they keep, they they don't want to let... it, it, it's beyond now they're just like making things up and it defies logic. And what I mean by that is, oh, come on. Like there was someone on CNN saying, oh, come on. When I was growing up, kids in our neighborhood had night fights all the time. You don't send the police in there. All right. It's not West Side Story. OK, that's not what this is. So excuse me. Knives. Ask. Well, ask the Goldman family if a knife can can do anything. Anyone that's ever been stabbed. So knives are a dangerous weapon. They always focus on the gun. But don't forget about a knife. And no one is now going to start to convince me that those people in Columbus, Ohio, where that girl was shot, that was just, hey, listen, that let's just kids be kids. Right? Chelsea Clinton, you got to let kids be kids. Uh, that, that's children going out for a bike ride. That's children just sometimes hanging around doing goofy things. To to say that someone has a knife and that's just like harmless horseplay. That's that's horse manure is what that is. I can't say the real word for crying out loud, but that is absolutely ridiculous. That's not harmless horseplay. <laughs> if someone is then riding, you know, oh, you know, they were just kidding around with the steak knife. That, that's not, excuse me, that's not kidding around. No, now. I do agree there needs to be a more concerted effort on less lethal force. Um, I, I, that I am on board with. But that said, the, the police should be and would be the ones trained in how to use that less 
lethal force. And I don't know exactly what the answer is, but I'll tell you what the answer is not. The answer is not to continue to just bash police. The answer is not, John Rogers, to, you know, defund the police, bash the police, blah, blah, blah. Now, there's something else that no one wants to touch on. And again, folks, right now at 1226, good afternoon. Here I am at Juan. It's John DePietro, Tom Green, and Phyllis on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can call in. Who will be my first caller of the hour? 766-1380. Something that no one wants to touch on. The media certainly won't. It's like politically off limits and politically incorrect. Is the protesters are destroying not only our major cities, but closer to home. They are destroying the capital city, Providence, Rhode Island. There's a reason why all these suburban restaurants are booming. Because people don't want to deal with it. One of the last enclaves where people like to go in Providence, go out to eat, was Federal Hill. And what did these domestic terrorists started doing last year? They started going up to Federal Hill. And I called them out on it, as many of you know. They're just despicable and flipping tables and spitting in people's food and threatening people. And then, you know, now the people will be up again this weekend on the Hill in this spring. And the police need to stand guard and make sure that they don't allow these, and that's what they are, domestic terrorists to basically go up there and cause havoc in any way. But no one's going to convince me. I hear from many of you, and, and I'm not saying I disagree with it, who rightfully say that they, they refuse to go out in Providence. And many times when there are people that are going to go out, I know last year they used to say to me, I'm thinking of going out to dinner on Federal Hill, do you know is there a protest tonight? Because if there is, then we're going to go somewhere else. And what the media doesn't want to address is the fact that, listen, when you have 100 people and they're wearing masks and they're screaming and they're a mob and they're chanting, black it listen, it's frightening. It is frightening. There's a lot of them and they can be violent. And the media should draw them out on it. All right, let's go to the phones. 401-766-1380. Good afternoon. You're up on the John DePietro Show. Hello. How you doing, John? Very well. Good afternoon. Go right ahead. Jack here. Um, what drives me crazy on this uh, defund the police crowd is this. When reporters uh, get a hold of uh, someone who has that uh, theme of defund the police, why don't the reporters on the street say, oh, wait a minute, if you went home tonight, there's a strange car in your driveway, and someone is putting around your house, would you call a social worker? Who would you call if you're going to defund the police? You know, that is an excellent point. They never question them on that. Wouldn't you agree, Jack? The, the protesters pretty much get a free ride from the media. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. They definitely do. What do you make of all these protests and Black Lives Matter and defund the police and everybody's a racist? And I mean, do we have to live like this for the next, what, five to six months until till late fall again when it all see? It does seem to die down in the wintertime, but I, I just don't want to hear it anymore. Right. At, at one time, they were blaming uh, 
uh, because Trump was in office. That's why they were protesting. That's right. But, but now it's picking up again. So what is Biden going to do about it? Well, if anything, I, Biden, don't you think, I think he's inflaming the situation by continuing. I don't know about you. I am just tired and I completely disagree uh, we're a racist country. We have to repent for our racism. We, we, this is a dangerous climate that they're setting up for children in all of us. And he's teaming up with uh, George uh, Floyd's family, uh, catering to, the, uh, to, to that family. It's tragic that he died. But what is the president of the United States doing uh, butting into uh, a court case to begin with? You know, that was completely inappropriate. Uh, no one's going to tell me that that didn't have some bearing on the jury. And and as I said, um, that jury, that, that to me was classic jury intimidation. That was, I mean, let, let's face it, those people, and that's the way they set it up by design, Jack. They, that, you know, if you and I are on that jury, do, do we really want to have to return to our homes and live in the neighborhoods? And then what if word got out? And I know some people may think they're brave enough, but I, I don't believe them because there's a lot of people that won't even, you know, disagree or show up to a protest or anything like that. But, Jack, let's face it. There's too many people that would be afraid that maybe their employer would call them into the office and say, is it true that you're the juror that voted not guilty on one of those counts? I mean, you, you would be in danger your family would be in danger. Your livelihood would be in danger. It's like you have two options. Option one is go along with the mob and vote guilty. Option two, to vote not guilty, you, you would be not only altering your life, but the life of your family, uh, your safety. You would have to say basically goodbye to the life as you know it. If, if they had voted not guilty... They wouldn't have got out of that courthouse alive. That's right. And, and something the media also didn't highlight enough was the fact that, that every morning when the jurors were arriving, the protesters were outside. And every night when they were leaving, they were outside. It, it was just such intimidation. Plus, that shooting happened during it. They, they would have hunted them down and, and they would have killed them. Right. I have every reason to believe there would have been violence if word leaked out that you were one of the jurors that voted not guilty. And I don't know if you saw it. I'll play it coming up. But one of the jurors did an interview. She was the alternate juror. I heard and, part of that. Yes. And she even said she was surprised that they voted guilty on all of them. Um, and, and that's what I thought. Like, what do you mean he's guilty on all? three? How can you be guilty in all three? Like, if you go for guilty on the first one, then the other ones don't matter as much because even as our legal analyst tim dodd said it's not like you get sentenced on all of them the the highest charge was the second degree the fact that he was guilty for that one the other ones don't matter the fact that they voted strike one strike two strike three guilty in all three jack i think that shows just how intimidated they were no matter what counts they put in front of that jury they were going to vote guilty they were afraid to, they were afraid to leave out even one charge that's right and jack with good reason you know, there's, there's an old expression, listen, you're not paranoid if there are people against you. The, 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 they, you're exactly right. They wouldn't have made it home alive. That would have been like signing your life away. And let's. And you know what else, Jack, while we're talking about it? Sure, like, let's just say me and you are on the jury. I don't know about you. I'm not putting my neck on the line for Chauvin. I'm not putting my life on the Chauvin for that guy. For that cop, 
who didn't talk at the scene, who did have his neck, uh, knee on the neck, who, who wouldn't even take the stand to defend himself. You, you think I'm going to take a bullet for that guy? Like, no way. Absolutely not. No, no way. Not happening. If you had someone that was truly wrongfully accused and was, you know, you believed in your heart that they were a good person and, and they were doing everything and that they were innocent, that's different. But are, are you going to, what, you're going to ruin your life for that bum? That kept his knee on the neck like a total jerk and then wouldn't even take the stand in his own defense? No, but no. the uh, policeman in Columbus, Ohio, that's a different story. That is a different story. He saved a life. He did save a life. So, Jack, we're going to leave it there. Thank you. Call me again. Folks, 766-1380. Now, joining us right now, and uh, should I sound the trumpet? No, I won't make too much of it. No, I guess we could sound the trumpets just a little. <laughs> Many of you know, every Tuesday, I have on Donna Perry. But I, as, as I've said, I have many siblings. One of them uh, does not live in Rhode Island, and her name is Rosemary Orlando. And the reason I'm having her on is because, folks, and again, I'm not uh, authorized, I'm not uh, endorsing the type of radio program this person did. But he, he was very entertaining. And he passed away, and I sent it to her, and I wanted to have her on. Joining us on the line is one of my siblings, and it's Rosemary Orlando. Good afternoon, Ro. Hi, John. Good afternoon. There you are. Now, Ro, again, um, this is all in fun, and neither one of us, I mean, he, he, he was, if anything, like quite an operator and entertainer. And we're talking about the talk host, Roy Masters, who has passed away, I believe, at age, either age 92 or 93. Yes, and yeah. I okay. used to listen to him about 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and he was on, was he on um, Row the Old, was it w, like W-A-L-E, that station? Yes, that was it. And there wasn't really a lot of talk radio at that time. There was some. Yeah. But um, one of the big ones was something called TalkNet with Bruce Williams, yep. Sally Jesse Raphael, and so forth. But Roy... I had never heard of the guy, but um, yes, it was on that W A L E. Yeah, and uh, he in, in the evening. Did he in the evening? And we, did he? I I think he he lived in Hawaii. Was he broadcasting from Hawaii, or was it unknown where Roy Masters was broadcasting from? I think it was unknown. It was unknown. Okay, I think yeah. I later and heard the, that he was. Yes. Now I've since learned he had a very unique style uh-huh. where he would. As you would tell us, but he would get very emotional, and it was would would people call him for advice? Like he didn't really do news of the day. It sounded like it was more of people would just call that had different personal problems, and he would kind of talk to them and almost counsel them in a way. But it was it was nondescript in a way that the program you were listening to with Roy Masters it could have been recorded, it could have been live, it could have been from a week ago, or it could have been a year ago. It's true. Yeah. It wasn't about news. People would call. For example, I I remember one man called one time. Maybe he was confused about his career. He didn't quite know what to do uh, with his life. And Roy would say something like, that's because you hated your mother. That's right. <laughs> you know, that would oh be. Oh, my God. Um, and, and then he, and I thought, what the heck is he talking about? But then maybe the caller would say, 
you're right. I've always struggled with that, you know, and that would be, and then another time a woman called, I think she was having relationship problems or something like that, so she called Roy Masters, and then uh, his reply to her was, uh, that's because your mother never loved you. <laughs> oh, my God. And just when you think the caller would say, like, what are you talking about? But instead, I, and I still remember this, the woman would say, like, you're right. I was never good enough for her. <laughs> I never could do anything right. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, everything goes back. So he did that quite frequently. He was sort of a guru type, I, yeah. guess, I guess. But it just seemed like out of the blue, it would be you're having problems that would go back to something about your relationship with your mother. <laughs> That's why I just remembered that years later that I thought, Mm, this is a little odd, but um, but it was interesting radio. Very interesting. And, Ro, as you said, like, suddenly it would be <laughs> silence, and then you'd hear, like, sobbing on the other line. Like, he was in complete command. And when you think about, in in any day and age, I don't want to even say this day and age, but to start going into, you know, not, not someone's personal relationship like a Dr. Laura. When you start going into, that's because you hated your mother or your mother never loved you. I mean, my God, like you can't get any more personal than that. No, and I would always think that the person would say, what What do you mean? Or, you know, it has nothing to do with yeah. that. Yeah, but they would either take the bait or somehow he would convince them. He had a great voice. He did. But maybe he would somehow convince them that that's why you're having all these problems. <laughs> and there the poor person would be crying. And thing, and he'd say, like, you need to work on that first before you can do anything with your life. You know? So I just, it definitely stayed with me years later yeah. because it's, uh, uh, you know, kind of a different kind of a show. You know what else is interesting? I, I And again, folks, we're speaking with, number one, one of my siblings, Rosemary Orlando. And um, we're talking about Roy Masters, the radio host who had passed away. But, Rose, something that, that also just stood out to me and in his bio, he was... Um, he was known as, like, he was a psychic, so people would go to him for that reason, but he's also a diamond cutter. Like, where does someone learn, like, a diamond cutter? Who learns to be, that's, that's like a fine art. How does someone learn how to be a diamond cutter? Like, talk about a background the guy had. That is interesting, because usually, I, I know a little bit about the jewelry business, right. a diamond cutter is usually someone who works in solitude, <laughs> does not mix with people very much, you know, and certainly is not someone who would be giving advice for the most part. So that's interesting about his background. Yeah. Um, and maybe the psychic part, maybe he could tell that someone struggled with uh, maternal relationships, and that's why he uh, picked up on that. But I, yeah, I didn't know that, because he, I don't remember him saying that. But then again, uh, who knows, maybe as the years went on, he uh, got into more detail about his background. He had, um, and again, folks, we're speaking with Roy Masters. He had a very, he was born in England, was a diamond cutter before becoming, oh, he was a hypnotist and a counselor. That's it. He, he had that voice to me of someone you would picture as like a hypnotist, almost on one of those movies in the 50s, like a Twilight Zone or someone who, he was a hypnotist. You could picture him saying, you are now under my, you know, under my control. You are now deep sleepy. He, he had that kind of delivery in his voice. Exactly. He really did. I mean, it was very commanding, and you described that quite well. Yeah. 
Um, and, right. uh, it wasn't, and a, it wasn't a, like a, a hypnotist, but he sounded on the air like he was. Oh, like, oh okay. Uh, it was a hypnotist is more like yeah. a hypnotist. Psychic. But if you were talking to him, he sounded like a psychic. Now, Ro, while I have you folks, and again, you've heard me sometimes mention um, my sister. Then this is the sibling that travels quite a bit uh, to Asia, to Vietnam. What, what, as far as you know, what is the current situation in Vietnam in regards to the pandemic compared to in this country? Well, originally, Vietnam did very well. And they were reporting zero deaths for quite some time, if you believed them. Um, and then they had a few deaths, um, but and they've had a few spikes. Now, right now, into the Hanoi airport, where I normally would fly in several times a year, only if you're a diplomat or some very important business can you get in there, and then you'd have to quarantine. And in some of those Asian countries... You don't have a choice about quarantine. They put you on a bus, take you to a hotel, and at your expense, you have to stay there for two weeks, and you're locked in your room. Um, so I'm I'm hoping to go back over in the fall, and uh, from what I, I can read online, I think it looks like maybe in the summer they will be opening up the airports. Um in uh, two tourists and, and just to regular people who want to go over. Um, but, of course, Vietnam shares a border with China that you can walk over. Uh, and then normally there are many flights from Hong Kong to Hanoi that have all been put on hold. Um, but being a combination of communism and capitalism, they really would like to get the tourist dollars back going right. into Vietnam anyways. So, um, so I'm hoping that they are going to open up and uh and let people in but they have been doing a pretty good job um but their people are accustomed to pretty much strictly obeying what the government tells them right um and uh so uh i'm not sure if they're going to go along with if you can show that you've been uh vaccinated or um have a, a, a negative test but as of right now even if you arrived there and showed a negative test or said you could prove you were vaccinated, they still would force you into quarantine. And, Ro, what about when, so. when you've traveled and been in certain countries like that? You know, obviously there's a lot of unrest in our country towards law enforcement. What, what would be a reaction in, in some of those countries if people started having these anti-police protests? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, they, they probably would They might not shoot you right on the street. Oh. But um, they would cart you off. <laughs> right. They wouldn't and, be allowed, uh, correct? And either they would you, not be allowed. Would not be allowed. Yeah. I mean, I stay on a university campus. You never see any unrest. Um, the security people all have guns. And uh, it's quite peaceful. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's not allowed. Yeah. But it's you just, know? You, I mean, you know, if you blog, a, you know, against the government, they put you in jail. Wow. You know, if you're Vietnamese and if you said something against the Vietnamese government or higher ups, then they put yeah, you're put in jail. So it's just when you think uh, fact, of these, one time someone the, these people in in our country that. that is screaming about the law enforcement, <clears throat> screaming oh. about the police, you know, you know, this country is the worst because of the bro. If if anything, in in certain countries, they they wouldn't allow protests of that nature. Absolutely not. No, it's definitely uh, a first world type of privilege to be able to scream and rant and rave and, uh, you know, set 
police cars on fire and that kind of thing. No, that absolutely would not be allowed. Um, they have their own little, they call it kind of the secret police that hang around and they watch the traffic and they keep an eye on things very closely. So they do not allow any kind of unrest, physical or even verbally. I mean, you, you just don't see that at all. And if, if people do try it, um, they are whisked away and you probably would not see them again. So <clears throat> totally different. And they follow what's happening in America. Do they? You know, they, um, yeah, very, very knowledgeable about what's happening in the U.S. And uh, so, you you know, sometimes I try to explain to them, don't, don't listen to all of the news. <laughs> you know, when it's not happening as bad as it seems as far as people being a terrible way or a certain way. Um, and, uh, and they love, they love Americans and they love America. They'd all love to come and visit. Um, but they know that, uh, we're supposed to be a free country and, um, and they, they know that they're not really. And so they, when I first started going over many years ago, they would be amazed that people could say things on TV, uh, even if they were joking against the president or something like that, that would just be unheard of in their country. And they're very careful of what they say. And I, I don't talk politics when I'm over there unless I'm asked. Um, sometimes when they see my face, they know I'm from the West. They don't know if I'm European or Australian or Canadian or American. But oftentimes a taxi driver would have an opinion about um, President Trump or something like that. And surprisingly, maybe to many Americans, many of the Vietnamese uh, liked President Trump because he was tough against right. China. Yes. Talk about that a and little bit. Yes. So, well, one time when I was in a taxi and, as I said, they see my face and they say, Australian? Or I say, uh, no, uh, oh, U.S. You know, some countries, America is the word in Vietnam. It's U.S. Uh, U.S. Ah, uh, U.S. Ah, uh, yes, President Trump. Very good. Good against China. Wow. Hillary Clinton. No good. No good against China. <laughs> so, um I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm careful, and uh, but I let them let them speak. And uh, another taxi driver once said to me, um, "Ah, I, I don't, we like Trump. He speaks. He speaks. He says very tough, tough words. Wow, but very good. Yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, at least that's their reaction because they know they could not say anything against um, about their own government and so forth. And and I'm never uh, asked about Vietnamese politics, so it's it's easy to avoid for me that way. But um, but once they know that you're from the U.S., then uh, they like to show that they follow it, that they know what's going on. And um, if they know someone who went to America to visit, you know, something like that, they'll tell you that. So it's quite interesting. I'm stopped on the street where I stay in Hanoi is not the tourist section. And there are not that many Western faces uh, around. So if people see my face, they figure I speak English. And then oftentimes they, um, they'd like to practice a little English. Or they might ask me um, about something, uh, you know, in the West. And, of course, with everything on the Internet and movies and so forth, uh, they know so much more about our country than, in general, than we would know about their country. Oh. 
It's very, very interesting. And, Ro, what about, I wonder what would be your thoughts on, like, Kamala Harris, the vice president. America is built on systematic racism. We are a racist country. Oh. I mean, what, what, where does this come from? I, I think uh, that, um, number one, I, I you know, t- disagree with her completely. Um, and uh, I, I sometimes try to make it clear when I... Um, travel because I do travel quite a bit to many different countries and uh, I I think people in other countries would find that hard to believe because they always see us as a country of many different nations people of many different skin colors all seemingly getting along right Uh, but the way you know right now the way they're pushing it is if all uh, white people are against black people so if I have that opportunity uh, I explained to them, I'd say that's, that's just politics and it's in the news, but it, it is not true. We, you know, we, we get along <laughs> for the most part. And uh, so it's, it's, it, would be, it will be challenging uh, when I return um, to kind of check and see what kind of uh, news they're hearing because they don't um, experience that from me or from other Western people they have met. They don't experience people hating Asians or doing terrible things. Right, yes. And so it's a little confusing to them because most of the people they meet are very nice people. So um, they liked liked how President Trump would talk tough about China. Yeah, they really did because the Vietnamese in general do not have a, a favorable opinion of the Chinese. Right. And mm. so, um, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they had like all that. kinds of thoughts. Yeah. So when I was over there last February, when the whole thing was starting with the virus, and um, and so they were, um, so they had all kinds of suspicions about the Chinese <laughs> and how they started it, you know, and that sort of thing. And they think they planned it. And uh, so it's interesting to listen to. It is to see what what they have to say. Well, Ro, thank you for joining us on this Friday. I'll check in with you over the weekend, but very interesting about Roy Masters as well. Oh, yes, as I said, even all these years later, I still remember him. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks for having me on, John. Okay, all right, Ro, you take care. I'll talk to you this weekend. Okay, Okay. thanks, John. All right, folks, there it is, Professor Rosemary Orlando right here, one of my siblings. And again, uh, good afternoon, everyone. Right now, it's 1252. It's Sean DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know, you never hear that from our media of that there are people and especially especially excuse me like the Vietnamese who loved President Trump who who talked about there's a strong tough American leader who's not afraid to talk tough against China you're never going to hear that from President Biden good afternoon to everybody there's Fred Mason everybody tuning in on Facebook live if you could do a uh, thumbs up you know it is tough folks as we are going through and things are starting to come out of the pandemic um, I, I, I don't know about you. I, I kind of feel like we were taken by the whole thing, especially now. They're, they're now even changing. Oh, and by the way, phone lines are open, 401-766-1380. I believe that Governor McKee should just start to lift all mandates. I think people are, I, I, you know, and enough of the masks and the children with the masks. <laughs> excuse me. And then they're even saying the seat. Um, CDC is saying really that on second thought, maybe you don't need to wear a mask outside. 
this whole notion that we have been under. If if you if you know, we know about the hand washing. We know about the distancing. Outside is the safest place you could be. If you've been vaccinated and you wash your hands and still keep a distance, why would you have to wear a mask outside? None of it makes sense. Open the state is exactly right, Josh Allen. Hey, folks, I want to remind you about our friend Jack Calvino. Now, right now, it's 1254. It's Friday afternoon. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Remember, taking you till 2. Taking you till 2. Taking your phone calls at 401 766-1380, whether you're listening on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, you can call in. We'll do like a little bit of an open line type Friday. But um, as far as personal injury law, how about Jack Calvino? 50 years personal experience in his office, 100 years total combined staff. So right now on this Friday, Maybe you yourself or a family member or someone you know, if you were in an accident on this uh, recently, auto accident or a slip and fall or a workplace injury, pick up the phone, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. Let me ask you, as you're riding along, maybe you're on 146 or 295 or 95, if you were recently maybe involved with a workplace injury, or motorcycle accident, auto accident, slip and fall. Hey, you're entitled to be compensated. The question is, are you going to get the right person to fight for you? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Fight back. Call Jack. 401-785-9400. 401-785-9400. Or online, fightbackcalljack.com. He is a fighter. He will get you what you're entitled to. And let's be very clear about that. Okay, if you were in an accident, some kind of auto accident, you are entitled. They're not going to just hand it to you, though. You need a fighter that's going to represent you. I'm offering you, I'm offering you a free consultation. 50 years personal experience, 100 years total combined staff. Listen, he basically wrote the law. On personal injury law, Jack Calvino, fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400. Call 401-785-9400, free consultation, or the website is fightbackcalljack.com. Well, folks, good afternoon. Here I am. It is Juan. Again, it's John DePietro on this Friday. Don't forget, uh, we will have new postings over the weekend. Check out the website, depetro.com, depetro.com, which is brought to you. By J. Freitas Construction, deck staining, uh, handyman services. Call Jamie, 837-4545, 837-4545, interior painting, handyman services, light painting. Uh, call Jamie. Do you need a handyman? There's my question for you on this Friday. Do you need someone to do kind of some handyman services? I have a dependable one for you. Jamie, 401 401- 837-4545. If you log on at the website, dipetro.com, it is a direct link. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePetro again, taking your phone calls from now until 2 o'clock at 401-766-1380. 401-766-1380. I think Governor McKee, I think he should be a little more bold. I think he should open up the state. I think he should, and I know he's doing it. But you can't deny um, that we, you know, we, we are in competition 
with sometimes Connecticut, definitely Massachusetts as far as tourism. And people want to go where places are open. I think Rhode Island should do that. If you're listing right now and you don't want to get the vaccine, that's entirely up to you. But I think it is time to open up the state uh, and just start announcing. Be ahead of the curve. You know, the mistakes that have been made, this is children should be in school. Here's the other thing. Not everyone's going to rush out. Restaurants are having a tough time getting people to work there. Let alone um, trying to, you know, they've had enough burden. How about we're also going to talk about Channel 12 as a story. When socket man facing charges, he allegedly assaulted a juvenile Walmart employee. He has a lot of tats on him. I'm holding him up on uh, Facebook Live. But the confrontation started when an employee asked the man, identified as Michael Caro, to have his child wear a face mask inside the North Smithfield Walmart. Uh, when the employee walked away laughing, said he was going to get a manager, Caro put him in a chokehold and punched him. The employee had a visible bruise, complained of pain. Police said he did not seek medical treatment. An anonymous tip helped him to identify Caro, later turned himself in. Simple assault, battery. You know, and, and listen, that employee is only doing what he's supposed to. Ask the man to have his child wear a face mask. Listen, he, that, that employee doesn't make the rules. But he's going to lose his job if he doesn't enforce the rules. There's no reason for that. If you're going inside, the rules still are that you have to wear a mask. Now, folks, here's what we're going to do. It's John DePietro next hour on the radio, radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You know, no, I'll leave the Facebook Live going. I'll leave the Facebook Live going. But we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news next hour. I would love to talk to you. We'll do a little bit of an open line. Um, And you can call in next hour, 766-1380-401-766-1380. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. It's John DePietro. Stay with us. The Power Hour is next. Right here on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Station as well. WNRI Woonsocket, 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, W260DC.